This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And of course, by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. Welcome to it. A little bit more on uh, some of the nonsense going on in America's Camp I and uh, the adults in charge. Uh, who are going to start defunding it. And uh, it's great. It's an ideal opportunity for us to uh, to finally go after higher education for the uh, indoctrination factory that it is and has been. It's become a punchline. Parents should not expect that their children will be, uh, will be uh, made into America-hating Marxists who hate their families and uh, are essentially Nazis. It's not acceptable at all. And you should just say, you know what, we're done. We are done. And, and honestly, i got to tell you, for a lot of careers, <clears throat> college uh, education is really a waste of time. It really is. And, and I could have done my degree in a lot shorter amount of time. But when I was in college, I had to take a bunch of stupid crap that I should have. Well, I already knew since high school, but a lot of people that go in, they get these, these idiotic classes, you know, like, oh, I've got to take astronomy. Oh, really? Why the hell do I got to take astronomy? Why do I got to take intro to math thought as a broadcast major? Why do I need to take poetry? Why do I need to take an English class? Are you out of your mind? Uh, all of these things that should have been taken care of in primary school. And then they start indoctrinating you with nonsense that uh, is not there for the purpose of college, which is to get you into the workforce as a productive citizen. That's what it's there for. That said, uh, we'll get to that uh, very shortly on the show. I do uh, uh, want to remind you that the number is 800-922-6680. My TV show, Rob Carson's What in the World, is uh, done for the weekend. We're going to be, well, putting it on uh, tomorrow and, and Sunday and Monday in this week's show is really, really, really funny. Um, I've uh, been doing this for about three years, and my writing is getting better, um, performance better, and I think you're really going to get a kick out of the show. And also, if you might consider getting a a Newsmax Plus membership, because millions of people are watching Newsmax. You saw Newsmax with uh, Donald Trump's rally the other night. you got great shows, Greta Van Susteren, Rob Schmidt, Eric Kelly, or or Greg Kelly, Eric Bowling. Uh, Analysis from Alan Dershowitz. We'll hear from him in a second. Nobody covers Trump like Newsmax. So uh, take a free test drive with Newsmax Plus. Just go to NewsmaxPlus.com. Uh, That's NewsmaxPlus.com. All right? Sign up for your free trial. Takes minutes. Go to NewsmaxPlus.com. Get a special code. You can watch Newsmax Plus for free uh, on the smartphone or on your home TV set. So there you go. And I think you're going to, uh, I think you're going to uh, like it. 
So, um, a little bit more on this uh, moron. Moron is perfect for these kids who are... uh, who are uh, uh, protesting and uh, demanding that Israel stop uh, bombing Hamas. Uh, Again, you're not in the position to demand anything. Uh, You have no say whatsoever, and you can throw a temper tantrum and all you want, but uh, Bibi Netanyahu and others are going to uh, rid the world of Hamas. And Hamas knows it, and the rest of the, uh, the Muslim extremist world knows it. And that's where they're desperately, desperately, desperately trying to stop it, including, listen to this, uh, congressional staffers, listen to this. Every one of these little punks needs to be removed from their internship or whatever they're doing and be told to do something else uh, forever, okay? So uh, a bunch of uh, congressional staffers hid their faces in a pro-Hamas demonstration on the Capitol steps, okay? A flyer sent to staffers about the protest told them to hide their identities by wearing face masks, concealing their congressional IDs, covering tattoos, and turning off or leaving their work phones in the office. The speakers made a brief mention of the October 7th terrorist attack on Israel by Palestinians but did not mention the number killed. The speakers decried the thousands of innocent Palestinian civilians allegedly killed by Israeli counterattacks on Hamas since October the Seventh. Here's a little audio from these uh, these children. We are congressional staffers on Capitol Hill, and we are no longer comfortable being silent. We were horrified by the brutal October seventh attacks on Israeli um, civilians. You're not. You are not here. And we are horrified. You are not being represented by the person you're working for. The member of Congress you're working for is uh, responsive to the people. And you do nothing but assist them in that. That is the end of it. And that this has happened on Capitol Hill is ridiculous. I'm hoping that somebody will do something uh, about this. This is getting interesting. And, and the Democrat Party has done everything it can to really, really alienate a lot of people. Uh, inner city blacks, people of color, Latinos, uh, which, you know, it's all, you know, people of color, whatever. Um, uh, women, women, by the way, they promise abortion, but um, allow men to compete with girls in sports and destroy their lives, you know, and, and then can't uh, say what a woman is when they're a Supreme Court nominee. The Democrat Party, literally, you have politicians in Washington, D.C., no Democrats will say, oh, yeah, a woman is a person who has the whatever chromosome and the whatever and a vagina. They won't say it. That's your Democrat Party for you. And, uh, and apparently Alan Dershowitz had enough. For instance, Barack Obama the other day, he used moral relativity to say that uh, the reaction and the number of deaths caused by Israel in response to the murderous, barbaric slaughter of innocent civilians. Uh, he, he equated the two. And people are saying that, that uh, the reaction by Israel is overwhelming uh, and, and shouldn't be allowed. And that's ridiculous because they started a war, okay? When you start a war, there is no reciprocity. There is no, okay, we're just going to kill 1,500 of your whatever. You just kill them all. And I'm not talking about civilians. I'm talking about Hamas. And Hamas lives among the civilians. If your house has a Hamas tunnel under it in Gaza, and most probably it does, you're a target. 
and you're given a, a, sh- a chance, like they're doing these four-hour ceasefires, you know, okay, get your stuff because we're going to bomb this area. And they did this. They've done this. They, they literally, t- you got two hours to get what you need out of it because we're taking down the building. Because right underneath it is a cache of weapons or whatever. And that's what they're doing. And that's a reasonable response. But Barack Obama is trying to mor- morally equivocate Israel's response to what Hamas did. And there's no equivocating. And I got to tell you, Alan Dershowitz is done with Obama. Those kinds of comparisons, Barack Obama. And I have to tell you, what you did is just despicable. It's beneath contempt. And, um, and whatever respect I had for you, I have absolutely lost. Fortunately, so have many other Americans uh, lost respect for you. And I'm hoping that you have no influence on the current administration, future Democratic administrations, wow. and that your lack of morality ends up in the, in the dustbin of history where, where it belongs. And so I'm ashamed that I was your friend. I'm ashamed that I invited you to my birthday party. I'm ashamed that I accepted your invitation to the Oval Office. And I'm ashamed that I allowed you to thank you that you actually uh, supported Israel. You do not. Nobody who has any love for Israel wow. in their heart would ever make the kind of uh, scene obnoxious comparison you made between murder, rape, kidnapping, burning. We, we, we've been of, saying this for years. And, and yeah. a disputed occupation that could have ended over and over again yeah. if the Palestinians had only uh, accepted the deals offered by President Clinton and by others in the American administration, not by you. You didn't do anything to help the peace process, but Clinton did and, and Trump did. Um, did you, were you not paying attention when it was exposed that Barack Obama sat in the uh, pews of an anti-Semite for 20 years? Uh, it, you didn't know that, right? Black liberation theology is about uh, black supremacy and they hate the Jews. I didn't even knew that. I, I thought I'd, I'd say that there, uh, Alan Dershowitz. It really is remarkable when you're that blinded by politics. Um, that you will look beyond the obvious with regard to Barack Obama. It should be obvious about everything, all the aid to Iran, uh, the lackluster response to uh, what's happening in Israel. You know, they should already have the $16 billion, to be honest. They should have the $16 billion. It shouldn't even be an issue. It should just be, you know, done, but it's not. So it'll give you an idea of what uh, half of the political system in Washington, D.C. considers who is... Uh, more important than who is not. It is uh, ridiculous. Okay, I'm going to move on from this because I really don't want to. I really don't want to talk about this all. I do want to mention that the Washington Post removed a racist cartoon depicting a grossly mi- mischaracterized Hamas terrorist <laughs> with women and children tied to his body after reader backlash. So what they did, uh, cartoonist Michael Ramirez uh, did a caricature, and it, it was a Hamas leader, Ishmael Hanaya, and uh, he, was, uh, he was strapped with, instead of bombs, babies. And uh, uh, the Washington Post decided that that was racist. Uh, yeah, this is for real. This is really. It says here, the caricatures employ racial stereotypes that were offensive and disturbing, depicting Arabs with exaggerated features and portraying women in derogatory stereotypical roles perpetuates racism and gender bias, which is wholly unacceptable. Um, I hate to tell you this, but exaggerated features is what caricatures are for. It's to make a point. You morons. <laughs> really, it's, it's like, Wow. Wow, you can't be this stupid. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, yes, you can. You absolutely, you absolutely can. It is amazing. Oh, I want to get to this uh, uh, latest um, subpoenas of uh, of Joe Biden in a few. I've got a, a couple of things I want to get to before uh, we do this. Um, if you're considering what's going on at our southern border... Um, I'm going to tell you something. 
So when I was a kid, I was raised with guns in the house, in the car, whatever. I grew up in the Midwest. Uh, my brother Larry, he was a police officer. He'd come home on the weekends. We'd go out and we'd take guns and we would shoot, uh, you know, targets on our property because we had a very large acreage and a railroad right of way, which is a wall of dirt, which is perfect for a. Um, target practice and we learned responsible gun ownership and i have got a couple of guns now uh that i've had and uh and my wife is not crazy about the idea so i decided i talked to her and i said hey you know uh, i'm gonna i want to brush up my gun skills i want to feel comfortable handling certain firearms and i would like to include you and i figured she'd go bananas because literally six months ago i got a, a, a i got an airsoft rifle that looks like an ar and she freaked out you can't have that in the house. I said, oh, yeah, I can. Hell, yeah, I can. And, you know, if it's a real AR, I can have it in the house. That didn't end very well. But now, I brought it up this morning. I said, honey, you know, I just think it would be a good idea. And you know what she said? Yeah. Yeah, because even my wife, who's not political, recognizes there are a lot of problems with the southern border, uh, this anti-Israel uh, sentiment that's happening. Even my wife, who watches HGTV all the time, doesn't pay attention to talk radio, certainly doesn't listen to my show, unless she's in, at home working Monday and Friday. Maybe that's the reason. She's got to listen to my show when she's in the house. <laughs> it's a captive audience. It's fantastic. But I said, would you be amenable to going and getting firearms training, and I get us at least one gun, possibly one for you and one for me? And she's like, yeah, there you go. So uh, apparently, you know, she's taking it seriously. She sees what's going on. And, uh, you know, um, she wants to protect the family. I think that's pretty remarkable, don't you? I think so. Yeah. This is pretty interesting. Um, uh, Josh Hawley is demanding a federal probe into whistleblower allegations that Joe Biden's DHS is providing sandwiches to illegal aliens instead of investigating child exploitation at the U.S.-Mexico border. Pretty interesting. And the letter to DHL's Inspector uh, uh, General Joseph Kafari Holly writes that he wants an immediate investigation into whistleblower allegations that the DHS has shut down or delayed investigations into child exploitation and other crimes in order to transfer hundreds of agents to process illegals at the southern border. Marjorie Taylor Greene is uh, calling for the impeachment of uh, Alejandro Mayorkas. Hopefully that will happen soon. A whistleblower allegations uh, that uh, Alejandro Mayorkas removed 600 uh, DHS investigations, or no, Homeland Security investigations, special agents from felony investigations to facilitate immigration processing functions at the southern border. According to the whistleblower, agents are being told to shut down investigations to hand out sandwiches and escort migrants. One allegedly uh, alleged that Secretary Mayorkas was absolutely lying about that agents were not, in fact, being re reassigned to investigate fentanyl cases. Uh, the whistleblower co corroborated the uh, claim that there have been more than 600 agents at a, a given time reassigned to the southern border. So this is how corrupt this little, uh, this little uh, weasel is and this is what they are doing they're taking people off of child sex trafficking investigations which are being facilitated by the open southern border so that dhs special agents can go take care of the illegals coming across unbelievable let's take a break and come back this is the rob carson show
As a report from uh, Breitbart the other day, thousands of special interest aliens classified as such due to national security risks they pose because of their ties to terrorism-linked countries have been released into American communities after scheduling appointments at the United States-Mexico border, the DHS has revealed. We have enemies within. There's only one reason why the southern border is open and they're not screening anyone. It's because they don't give a crap about you. If they were so concerned about the open border being closed, they wouldn't have let so many unvaccinated, untested people come across the border. They didn't think about it at all. They just want bodies. They just want people coming across the border. And now we know that they're bringing in terrorists. And also there's a report that there's a, uh, there's a, a t- terrorist training academy near the southern border and the FBI is trying to shut down a journalist covering it. Yeah, yeah. Sarah Fields, renowned Texas journalist, has been recently subjected to repeated unannounced visits by the FBI. The agency's interest appears to be centered on her coverage of a potential Hamas training camp near Metamoros, Mexico, just across the border from Brownsville. They're lying to you. Let's go to Brian in White Marsh. Hello there, Brian. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hey, Rob. You were mentioning uh, your wife, who's you know pretty liberal, becoming a little bit more receptive to the idea <laughs> Of guns, and uh, we are in a, we are in a gun range here in Baltimore, um, and I'm finding that across the board, we get people in every day, especially um, females who never wanted to have a gun before, never thought they needed one, but they see what's going on in the world, uh, you know, with the southern border, with uh, the war in the Middle East, and so forth. And I, I know you lived in the area for a while. I don't know if you're familiar with the area of Pikesville, but yeah. Pikesville has a very large Jewish population, and we are seeing those folks arm themselves up like I've never seen before. Good. Hey, Brian, what, tell, tell everybody the name of your gun range, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, Rob, it's uh, Free State Gun Range, and we're actually uh, one of your sponsors here coming yes. up from the 60s, and we're very yes. proud to be able to do that. Well, I'm going to be. Uh, I want to meet you certainly, and and I'd like to have you on sometime as a gun expert, uh, because I think people will need to know. They need to know what might work well for them, what what firearm might be well, which is not so intimidating. If if the possibility of a non lethal weapon might be a better choice, or uh, a rifle or a handgun. So I would love to have you on a Free State Gun Range. Um, but I, we'll hook up next week on the on the 16th at the live show. How's that sound, bro? Sounds good, Rob. I'll come up and uh, introduce myself, and it'd be a pleasure to meet you, sir. All right, my friend. Take care of yourself. Yeah, you know, honestly, I um, I think we're going to need it. I think you're going to need it. You know, look at what the Democrat Party has done to our country. They they let the summer 2020 happen. They've allowed the major city centers to collapse. They defunded the police. They did these insane things. All all by the way, it's a, it's a Marxist revolution. It's a Maoist takeover of the country. It doesn't make any sense. All of this nonsense. All of this nonsense. That's why I say 2024. We need to turn away from nonsense back to to common sense. But it has made the country more dangerous, and certainly, and I want to talk right now to my Jewish brothers and sisters, there are millions of people in this country who will lay down their lives for you. We will fight for our country, but we will not allow what happened in Germany to happen in the United States of America. I'm telling you this. I know this. I've, talking, I've talked to a lot of people. i got a lot of veteran friends and a lot of police friends. We are here. All you need to do is ask for help. Because this bleep ain't going to be allowed to happen. 
I'm telling you. I'm done with it. We're not going to let it happen again. And if the federal government is not going to be on our side on this, then we will have to act uh, defensively in an autonomous fashion. That's just it. We cannot allow history to repeat itself. You know, you've heard the, uh, the quote, those who are ignorant of history uh, w- will inevitably repeat it. You know, that's what you're seeing at these protests when you see these idiot children who are storming around saying from the river to the sea and all that. Then when you ask them any questions about the 10-7 attack, they have no idea because they're getting talking points from Hamas and running with them. And that is not acceptable. All right, so coming up, Dr. Ben Tapper is going to be talking about what you need if there's an emergency medically. Stick around. Hey, guys, it's Carson. Imagine this. It's the dead of night. You're lying in bed. Suddenly you hear something go bump. What is your next move? Well, you reach for the ultimate solution, the new MC-14 tip-up pistol from EAA Corp. And Gerson. This game-changing firearm is perfect for those with limited hand strength, disabilities, or anyone seeking a comfortable and user-friendly alternative. Picture this. The MC-14T features an ingenious tip-up barrel design, making loading and unloading a breeze. Say goodnight to struggles while racking a slide. Just load the tip-up barrel, lock it back down, and you're ready to fire. The MC-14T is chambered in 380 ACP, boosting a 13 plus one round capacity. With its reliable stopping power and compact size, it's an excellent choice for personal defense, complete with accessory rail and ambidextrous safeties. Experience a new level of convenience. Available with all EAA Corp distributors, starting at an incredibly affordable MSRP of just $498. Don't miss out on this game-changing firearm. Visit EAACorp.com today. That's EAACorp.com. It is a Friday. I think we need a comedic palate cleanser. This is Jim Gossett about bombing Hamas. Netanyahu, he knows what to do mm-hmm. to stop us in our tracks. Diddly, diddly. Hamas will pay in a major way for our vicious attacks. And then he blew me up. BB, you dropped the bomb on me. You took me out, and you left no doubt, and now I'm his story. Everybody say, my cover blown, you sent a drone, and somehow it found me, and then you blew me up. BB, you dropped a bomb on me, you had your fill, now I'm roadkill, there ain't much left of me. <laughs> Will shed tears for me And so will Mr. Leap I'll get sympathy From MSNBC <laughs> And they will blame BB When he blew me up Drum on me Baby Baby This is the great thing me, me. Did, did, Oh did, no, did, another drum I need that like I need a baby. hole in the head Please, Drop the no, bomb on me no. 
By the way, if you want to hear uh, any of this comedy, that's a nice finish there, uh, just go to the Newsmax podcast uh, of this show. Go to Newsmax.com slash listen. Uh, we have a, a terrific partnership with an organization called The Wellness Company, and I have been thinking about this concept since COVID and all of the, the nonsense that we had to go through, including, I don't know, how about uh, your doctor being able to prescribe hydroxychloroquine, which eliminated eliminated infections of COVID in Uttar Pradesh, the largest province in India, and yet our federal government said it was verboten. It's ridiculous. And I have said ever since that we need a way to get these medicines, and the wellness company came up with this, and Dr. Ben Tapper is a director of epigenetic... Try that again. Epigenetic... No. Can you say it, Dr. Ben Tapper? (laughs) Epigenetics. 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 Yes, okay. Can you tell I, uh, I, uh, I'm not a, a doctor of medical science? So epigenetics, tell me about that. What's that all about? Well, you know, basically we're told that we're sick because of, you know, bad genes or bad germs or, you know, uh, bad luck. And really that's just bad science. And so, in other words, your level of health is really dependent upon uh, how we eat, move, think, pray and relate. So in other words, your level of health is the genetic expression of how we eat, move, think, pray and relate, or or the choices that we make. And really, that's epigenetics in a nutshell. Well, you know, it is also the three pillars of your life. You have to be mentally, physically, and spiritually uh, intact. Those pillars of your life have to be intact. And as soon as one of them is chipped away, all three fall. I speak from experience on this one. It's true. And, and it's interesting. It's really interesting that you're including prayer in this. Because I have always said, see, I had a heart attack when I was 32 years old. I had strep throat, and it was caused by stress. I got stressed out. When you're stressed out, your immune system plummets. You know this as well as I do, doctor. And you are more prone to illness. I got strep. I had a 104-degree temperature, and I threw a blood clot, and I had a heart attack. And I had to go from bench pressing 400 pounds to being told not to push too hard in the bathroom and carrying a a vial of, uh, of nitroglycerin in my pocket for a year. All right? But you want to know the way I healed myself? Ayurvedic medicine, meditation and prayer, it really helped heal my heart. It it healed my heart. So you're saying a combination of several things to achieve health. I think that is incredible because your mind has to be in this too, doctor. Amen. Well, I always talk about the four pillars of health. There's faith, there's fitness, there's function, and there's food. And really, you know, we're not just human beings having a spiritual experience, but we're very much spiritual beings having a human experience. And so the spiritual side of things can do wonders. And really, that's where hope comes in. And hope is one of the most powerful drugs on the planet. You are exactly right. Now, Dr. Ben Tapper, um, there are a lot of things going on in the country. We've got uh, hundreds, even thousands of pharmacies being shut down. We have Pharmageddon, uh, which was uh, happening, is happening right now. Uh, What sort of impact do all of those things uh, hold for those who are concerned about uh, access to medication? Well, first and foremost, the farm again, and, you know, people are disgruntled right now more than ever before. We're losing trust in the monopoly that big pharma has on our healthcare systems. And so, you know, it's going to create a, an opportunity and the soil for free enterprise to come to the forefront, you know, and, and create different avenues and resources for patients to get, you know, pharmaceuticals or other life-saving supplements or medications that they need. 
And really, that's where the wellness company is kind of paving the way for that to happen. But it's going to, you know, we're in a time right now in a crossroads in this country in this healthcare system where, where true health is it has an opportunity to come to the forefront. And that's where companies like the wellness company is providing solutions for. You know, we uh, we all know that uh, COVID was politicized. We weren't even able to talk about it. It's one of the most disgusting uh, chapters in our history, and I hope people are punished for that. But uh, as Joe Biden's um, ratings continue to plummet, uh, there's a lot of speculation that the government might, might try to do this again, might try to do another COVID pandemic. They're already saying masks are necessary. They're already, you know, they, they're realizing that the uh, the push for the latest vaccine booster is falling on its face. How could I prepare myself? How could our listeners prepare themselves in case, in case they tried to pull something like this again? Right. So, you know, biggest thing is not to give in to the fear-mongering campaigns being pushed by our government. You know, I was taught that fear is the fire that fuels the furnace of disease. And, you know, the governments are pushing that fear-mongering to coerce people and to, to give into this narrative for another vaccine or whatever it may be. But, you know, the, the, the faulty protocols that were pushed down by administrative doctors, uh, you know, that was causing, has been shown to cause problems. And so our goal is to be able to stay out of the hospital. Uh, and we do that by being proactive and value, valuing our health now before we get sick and being proactive in our health care and not reactive. So many people, you know, they don't value their health until they get sick, and that's the problem. So, you know, we need to move away from that toxicity and deficiency into purity and sufficiency, and we do that by detoxifying the body, and we do that by being sufficient with good supplementation, good food choices. Um, you know, I always say eat well, move well, think well, pray well, relate well, and we can be well. But really just valuing our health and understanding our choices that we make have consequences. And so, you know, the protocols, I mentioned the protocols, um, the wellness company has a, a, a fantastic emergency kit, you know, and I only recommend that in emergency situations. But if you were ever in a time where you are sick and they, they have a protocol, the emergency kit, that can help you stay out of the hospitals. They have the ivermectin hydroxychloroquine that, in those kits, and I highly recommend just getting that, purchasing that through the wellness company that can help you. Um, God forbid you ever need to go, uh, you know, get sick, and, and it'll keep you from going in the hospital. But, again, getting on good supplementation, valuing health, and, and really focus on good food choices, and, and really managing those stress levels will help you stay healthy and prevent you from getting sick. I'm going to tell you right now, uh, stress can kill you. I, I speak from experience. It nearly killed me. Uh, one of the most powerful preventative uh, medicines are uh, meditation and joy. You know, joy is a big deal. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you right now. Um, you know, you've got uh, the war in Israel. You got Ukraine going on. You've got uh, supply chains. Also, the possibility they're talking there could be some sort of an attack, biological or chemical. What do you What do you do p- to prepare for that? I mean, what 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 do you take for that? How do you do that? I'd right. like to know. Go ahead. Well. You mentioned the supply chain. I mean, what you saw with the toilet paper uh, crisis, you're going to see tenfold with just anything else if there is a really attack on our country. And so the key is not, you know, I don't never consider myself a prepper, but we need to be prepared and have wisdom in, in today's time. Unfortunately, common sense is not so common, but we need to be prepared and being proactive. Again, being, you know, I, I say get a food storage, get, you know, have things on hand and, you know, food and water, shelter, and also medicines that if you need medicines to take. Again, having that uh, emergency kit at home, it's just going to be a peace of mind. Uh, well, of course, this, this makes you know, sense. Think about this. We, we never think about this. We think, well, I'm going to need some water. I'm going to need some food. I'm going to need some ammunition. How about medicine? 
how about medicine? I, I got my kit, by the way. I, I love my kit. I've got amoxicillin. I've got things in there like Z-Pak. I remember my kids, there was a bird flu, an avian flu that came out. What was this? About uh, 15 years ago. And, and I was in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Both of my kids were sick with fever. And I couldn't find a single pharmacy with Z-Pak. I had to get, literally, I had to get a, uh, a powdered Z-Pak that I had to make into a suspension myself so I could give it to the kids. And that was 15 years ago. And since then, we've seen chaos in the world. We've seen supply chain breakdowns and all this. I just think it's a good idea. It's a good idea to have the, the medical kit. You've got to have it. It's as essential as your food. It's as essential as a right. generator, doctor. It really exactly is. Right. That's the thing. In, 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 in the time of an attack or a war, I mean, I don't recommend antibiotics, but it, they can be life-saving. And you, you could have that kit for a peace of mind in that situation. And it's one of those things where it's like, you know what, might as well just have that for a peace of mind if there was ever a, a collapse or an attack or whatever it may be. That's what it's there for. It's there for to give you peace of mind and to really just help out in the time of need. It's kind of like, you know, I support the Second Amendment. I have a conceal and carry. It's like, well, you know, I don't ever want to use it. I hope I never have to use it. But it's there in time of need. If it can, it can be life-saving. It could protect me and my family in a time in that situation. And so that, that emergency kit's no different. Um, Veterans Day is coming up here, and I see you guys are doing the, the wellness company supports the Warrior Wellness Initiative. What's, what's that all about, by the way? So basically, you know, the way we treat our veterans is terrible. It's a shame. I mean, especially when it comes to health care. I mean, they get the, the quality of care is, is, that they receive is terrible and it's shameful. And so the wellness company recognizes that. They understand that. And so they're, what they're doing is offering a 50% discount in their, in their memberships to provide care for them, to give them better quality care than they're already getting, which is, which is an actual – it's a shame that our government does that. And so, Hey, listen, uh, I talked to – go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, well, I was going to say, Carl Higby, Carl Higby, who works at Newsmax, he was he came back from war uh, in Afghanistan. Uh, he's got a, a number of injuries, mental and physical, and he, and he says he has had such a hassle with the VA, and it's a damn shame. But at least maybe you guys can, can help fill in the blanks here because so many veterans are suffering and not getting the response that they need, and they could go to the wellness company and have you guys help them out. Exactly right. And, you know, the wellness company is offering telehealth. We're offering um, alternative um, health care, supplementation, you know, different medicines they can have. And we're, like you said, we're trying to fill in the gaps and provide quality care for our veterans and giving them a 50% discount on membership. It's huge. And so it's, it's the least we can do. I mean, it's just a, like you said, it's a damn shame how we treat our veterans. Yeah. What do I need to do, Dr. Ben Tapper, to get a hell of beard like you, man? Because I'm looking at your picture. I'm like, you got a beard. If I grew a beard, you know what I'd look like? I'd look like middle-aged Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Uh, what do you do? Is that just genetics, Doc? Because seriously, it is like, dang. Well, I appreciate that, brother. You know, I, uh, I, I always say, let the main do its thing. And just let it grow, man. You just got to let it go. I always say, you know, it takes, it takes a while. My beard is actually patchy, believe it or not, but I had to just give it time and it'll fill in. You know, it's funny. I was at... Uh, I was at a nephew's wedding, and, and right now a lot of young guys are wearing beards, right? And I swear to God, they were doing the photos up front. It looked like a it looked like a Civil War photo shoot. I'm like, what the what? It was crazy. Beards <laughs> <laughs> are in right now. You know, the best will look. And, you know, I would never have a beard, but my wife loves it. And so I really? this is the reason why I got to give her credit. 
Well, I am not going to uh, ever grow a beard. Uh, the last time I did, I was 19. Uh, I look at the spottiness of my face right now. Oh, I'd look like, I'd look like a, a, a hybrid between uh, uh, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo and uh, the skinny Santa Claus. In, uh, in, uh, uh, you know, it just, it just it looked terrible. Uh, Doctor, I appreciate your time today. And, and most importantly, and I didn't know this about you, when you talk about the, the mental and physical health you need to combine those things. Diet is a big thing. About four months ago, I stopped eating foods with all these crappy additives. I was going, to, oh, let's just make it easy. Let's get the frozen fettuccine Alfredo. And then you look at it and see the crap, the crap that's in it. It's making you sick, Doc. Right. It's, it's unbelievable. Well, I appreciate you joining me, and we'd love to have you on again. Dr. Ben Tapper, a director of epigenetics thank you very much at the wellness company have a glorious weekend my brother and, and god bless you. you you too thank you now god bless you bet you bet uh okay so i want to mention this real quick um just go to twc.health slash carson twc.health slash carson and again they got a half price deal with uh with the uh the veterans and the reason why i brought this on is because i i this is important I, I don't do this you know they're a client but i, I wanted this before they were client that's why it's important. So twchealth.health uh, slash Carson, twc.health slash Carson. I appreciate Focus on mental, physical, spiritual. Once one of those pillars goes, it's over. One goes, bad. Two goes, eh. Three goes, it's over. Second break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. You remember the other day when Hillary Clinton called Trump a uh, Hitler or that? Uh, it's backfired on her big time because um, nobody likes her. She's an awful, awful woman who should just honestly uh, just focus on getting the other 99 Dalmatian pelts so she can get that uh, jacket finally. Maybe she and Nancy Pelosi can go uh, raise a herd of flying monkeys. Anyway, here is uh, Hillary Clinton on The View calling Trump a Nazi and, and by the way, calling you a Nazi too. People okay. would get legitimately elected mm -hmm. and then they would try to do away with elections and do away with opposition and do away with a free press yeah like they did with uh, all the censorship the government did against conservatives and you could see it in countries where well hitler was duly elected that's right, no he right? wasn't actually he and was appointed that was that's wrong so all of a sudden somebody with those tendencies though dictatorial authoritarian you. tendencies would be like Oh, okay, we're going to shut this down. We're going to you know, shut down the entire government, your school, your church. Throw these people in jail. And, and, and a January 6th protest. They didn't usually telegraph that. Trump is telling oh, us God, what woman. he intended. My God, woman. Lindsey Graham, who is normally uh, demure, I guess to some degree, uh, had some things to say about this. Old, bitter, and defeated is no way to go through life. <laughs> so I support I like President Trump. Fat, drunk, and It's stupid. offensive to me to suggest I'm supporting Adolf Hitler because she disagrees with the way he does business. Yeah. Here's what President Trump did. He recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Oh yeah, there's that. He recognized Golan Heights as part of Israel. Oh, yeah. He got six Arab nations to recognize Israel as a legitimate one and only Jewish state. Yeah, but he's an anti That's not Adolf Hitler. That's the strongest supporter of Israel oh. in modern American history. Oh, yeah. Donald that. Trump oh, yeah. did more for Israel than any single president. 
on Biden's watch, more Jews have been killed since the Holocaust. Hamas saw weakness. They acted. And I'll tell you this. If one American is killed by Shiite militia supported by Iran, if one of our soldiers is killed in Iraq and Syria, we should blow the Iranian oil refineries to smithereens. Boom. There you go. Regime change, baby. Woo. When Donald Trump's the president again, that's going to happen. Uh, I really do. I, I think that um, we keep kicking this can down the road. I mentioned every 22 years. So 22 years ago, 9-11, 22 years before that, uh, Iran took our hostages, held them. Uh, the Mullahs came in, took over the entire Middle East, has descended into this uh, uh, Muslim extremist uh, uh, pit of hell. And maybe we need to just end this. We need to end this before uh, they get the nukes that they're building or possibly buying. Maybe it's time that we drop some big old bunker busters and, and rain hell on them. And I wouldn't do it while Biden was the president because he's an idiot. He has no idea, and he's not on our side. He's not on Israel's side. He's not on the Jewish people's side, and neither is this regime, in case you didn't know. you got a White House press secretary who can't even say that. Tearing down pictures of kidnapped children in, in, in Gaza is, is a bad thing. Then you got, uh, you know, uh, uh, the squad, rabidly anti-Semitic. And then you've got this rise of anti-Semitism in campuses. And Corinne Jean-Pierre can't even say that's bad. So, uh, uh, you know, it's time for us to step up to the plate and, and, uh, and defend Israel. And everybody gets it. Everybody gets it. Now, i got a, a whole bunch of stuff in the final hour. We're going to lighten it up a little bit. Uh, also, oh, 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 Marsha Blackburn. You know, these Democrats want to uh, investigate conservatives on the Supreme Court. Well, she's subpoenaing people. And when you hear who she's getting records on, woo, it's going to get good. This is the Rob Carson Show. This is the Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday. Huh, Veterans Day weekend. Veterans, thank you, thank you, thank you for what you've done for our country in whatever capacity. And for those of you who were injured, whether it be mentally or physically, thank you and bless you for your sacrifice. Uh, lots of stuff to get to this hour in the show. I want to start with this again because this is Roseanne Barr the other night at the Trump rally. And I want you to listen to this crowd reaction because there are a lot of Democrats uh, in cities around the country uh, going out to uh, protest. They've completely forgotten 10-7 and listened to the talking points of Hamas and are protesting and doing anti-Semitic rallies around the country. This isn't pro-Hamas. This is anti-Semitism. That was the night that Shabbat had ended. I don't know if y'all know, but I'm a Jew. Wow, that's the first time I've been cheered for that. Thank you. I, I, I thought <laughs> conservatives were anti-Semitic, right? Aren't they anti-Semitic? I really can't believe that there are Democrats still saying that after Donald Trump's presidency. It really is, honestly. Uh, it's laughable. That's why I make fun of these people. I want to go to Rabbi Mitch in Baltimore, who's been holding. Rabbi, welcome to the Rob Carson Show, sir. Thank you so much for joining us on this eve of Shabbat. Thank you, sir. And uh, really, you do, and your station, and Newsmax, uh, does a great job in, in, in defending and, and assisting and being our brothers. And really, thank you personally for that. 
Rabbi, I'm a um, Catholic. I'm a Catholic, and, and the Catholic faith, uh, many people don't recognize, and we are in no way uh, victimized as the uh, Jewish people are, but in the last uh, year plus since Roe v. Wade, there have been 200-plus attacks on churches, uh, pro-life centers, and whatnot. So I understand. And listen, I've always had a fellowship and a brotherhood relationship with the Jewish people from when I grew up. And Rabbi, I will tell you, and I mean this, uh, sorry, I would fight for my country, I will fight to the death for my family, and I will fight to the death for the Jewish people. That's just the way I was raised. It's deep in me. And I know that the American people uh, are behind you. So I just want you to know that from the bottom of my heart that I am here and I will use my platform to defend the Jewish people and and in any way if you need anything we're here for you Re- I hope you realize that rabbi I want to ask you how is your community doing in Baltimore with regard to all of the things that have happened since October the 7th you know we're just being really cheerful um we have more security at our events uh Something actually happened about a block away from me this past week where uh, there was some crazy lunatic screaming pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas garbage. And uh, a whole bunch of our community got out and started singing, uh, Am Yisrael Chai, uh, the nation of Israel lives. And it actually, um, the protester hit one of our members of our community, bloodied him. The police came and the private security uh, showroom came. And guess what? They didn't arrest them. Unreal. <clears throat> Why is this, Rabbi? Why is this, Rabbi? I, I need to... Do you know? I don't know why. Well, I don't think we have time, but I'll be happy to talk to you, you know, if you want to interview me about anti-Semitism again and the yes. history of it. Um, I would like but, to come... Uh, I would like to come... I would like to come to your synagogue... When I'm in Baltimore, uh, I, I I would like to. I'm the happiest rabbi in the world. I'm retired. Okay. Um, <laughs> ah, good. And, and, that's, and that's why I can get away with making these calls, because I'm not answerable to anybody. Yes. Um, uh, just to my wife, and, you know, I, you know, yeah, it's been going on for 35 years. Um, <laughs> what, but I, I, I would be very happy to debunk some of the anti-Semitism. For instance... You're not Jewish, you're Ashkenaz. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that term. Yes, but a I lot am. of the anti-Semitism comes from, you're, you're, you're not Semitic, you're from uh, Yafet, you're from a different uh, son of Noah. Mm-hmm. And I, I would really like to discuss with, with, in public, with your community, with your listeners, how wrong that is and how we know that it is wrong. Well, why don't you, can you, can you... Kind of give me a, a sneak peek here while I have you on the phone, and then we can schedule having you on at a later date. We can discuss in length. Sure. Um, when in, in about 11, 1200, um, uh, the, the Jewish community broke into two primary customs. Uh, one was Sephardic, and the other one was Ashkenazic or Ashkenaz. Uh, the Sephardic community was primarily from uh, Spain, Portugal. Uh, the Ashkenaz community actually came from the Middle East um, by the Romans in chains and, and towers. 
and eventually were redeemed in Italy and wound up moving into different parts of Western Europe. Okay. Um, after that time, there was a man by the name of Rabbeinu Gershon, Rabbi Gershon, who developed a code of law specific for that community. Mm-hmm. And it was called Ashkenaz. Yes. Why? Because the Hebrew word for Germany, Italy, France for that region is Ashkenaz. Oh, okay. Um, I, I could tell you that I could go directly back to my lineage on my mother's side, seven generations. Wow. Uh, and they were all Israel, all Jewish. And by virtue of my being a Kohen, or from the tribe of Levites, I'm a direct descendant of Aaron. Uh, straight from the Bible, um, and I could tell you that Aaron was a direct uh, descendant of Shem, or, or Shem. Um, so, you know... Now, I Dr. Uh, Rabbi, Rabbi, let me ask you this. So you, you were, you know, I'm raised Catholic, so you're saying that, and I've always felt a kinship with uh, Judaism, so you're saying that Catholicism and Judaism are related. Is that what you're essentially saying? Yeah, I mean, uh, there, there's a lot. You know, um, uh, people get angry at me, but your Hoshana service, okay, yes, uh, is virtually verbatim from our service that we have on Sukkot. Interesting, interesting. Um, and in fact, I, I've, I've looked at the translation because I don't know Latin that well. Uh, and you know, with the exception of adding in Christ. There's not really much of a difference. It's it's the same idea. Obviously, it's a diff- done at a different time of year. Uh, but remember, the the last meal was the Passover Seder. Yes, yes. It, it's interesting, and that also explains the circumcision thing. There's that too, Rabbi. Well, <laughs> <Anyway. laughs> uh, you know, we my my father didn't want me to be a rabbi. He wanted me to be a mohel or a person that performs the, circum- the circumcision. Yeah. You know, I, told find, I told him to find the first one I'm going to do is your grandson. He said, okay, be a rabbi. <laughs> you know, seriously, you know, I can, I can understand it. Really don't want to do it full time. You know, Dad, really don't want to do it full time. Uh, rabbi, thank you. Thank you for being on my show today. And I hope that you feel love from the American people uh, and the people who will defend Israel. I know there are a lot of people in Baltimore who will step up if you need help. So I just want to say God bless you and and have a glorious weekend. And you have a place anytime you want to call here, okay? Okay, thank you. And just remember, there's a big the National Mall is going to on Sunday is going to have our uh, on Tuesday next week, it's going to have a huge rally for Israel. People are coming in from all over the country. I love it. I love it. Rabbi, uh, have a wonderful weekend, and I appreciate you being on the show today. Uh, Thank you. You too. You bet. I love it. I I just love it. I just love it. Sorry. I just, you know, I was raised, I was taught about the Holocaust. When October the 7th happened, I'll never forget these uh, satanic ass mm, who did this in Gaza, or in, in Israel, um, they, this, this, this man was walking along the uh, portable toilets at the concert where they slaughtered 
260 kids. So, you know, maybe you remember Lollapalooza, like me, because I'm a, you know, Gen X, or maybe you can imagine uh, Lilith there is another uh, Gen X thing, or, or you know, whatever. Um, uh, could you imagine your kid going there and being murdered and raped, tortured and shot in their car, but he was walking along and they were just shooting at the portable toilets, knowing that people were hiding in there. And it reminded me of the scene from Schindler's List, where the little boy hid in the in the latrine, knee-deep and uh, waist-deep in human waste to save his own life. And I just, it haunts me. It haunts me. And so, you know, I, I don't want to be a, a bummer here, but I'm here to fight, man. I'm just done. I'm, not, I'm done with this. None of this crap going on in uh, New York City. Uh, I hope that a bunch of longshoremen and construction workers go down there and give them a little what fur. Uh, and we'll promote the, uh, the pro-Israeli rally coming up on uh, Tuesday in Washington, D.C. as it... Uh, as it approaches, I think we will definitely we will definitely uh, be involved in reminding you uh, what that is. Okay, so let's move on to oh, I got I got to mention this is a pretty cool. This is pretty cool. So you know I you know how I feel about uh, green energy. Uh, it's you know it's kind of a joke, and and I, I say this because um, and let me explain it to you. I sold cars, learned about hybrids, hybrids versus electric. A hybrid is a vehicle that has an electric engine, a battery, and a gas engine. All right, so it has a gas engine that could create its own energy using fuel. All right, the fuel is fossil fuel, and the engine burns it. When you get an electric vehicle, all you're doing is outsourcing the gas to a coal-fired plant, most probably near where you live. So rather than having the gas in your car, it's 20 miles south, and it's fueling the outlet for your electric car. You have only one option with your electric car, and that is the battery that has been charged using the coal-fired plant south of town. And when you're out of that battery, you're hosed. If you have a plug-in hybrid, when the battery is dead, the gas engine takes over. Also with the hybrid, although the hybrid battery doesn't go dead because it charges itself when you decelerate or brake. Do you understand that? Okay. So... Uh, electric vehicles are a joke. They will always be limited. They're limited by cold weather. They're limited by range. They certainly are limited by payload. Gas engines, you know what you get when you fill your car with gas. You know how many horsepower it's going to create. You know how fast it's going to go. You know what kind of mileage you're going to get. They're a waste. That said, a Michigan town uh, voted out its entire local government after China-linked battery maker... Goshen's plan to build a factory there. Listen to that. Special election Tuesday. Green Charters Township. Five incumbent board members. All Republicans voted out in favor of candidates who ran without a party affiliation because they all voted for the battery factory from China. And here is the uh, the news story. I think this is fantastic. It's one race you probably did not see on the front pages of most newspapers, at least. And it's a race that's sending shockwaves from one small town in Michigan all the way to China. Michigan! Voters in a small Michigan township tossed out their entire town board last night. A locksmith was even brought in to change the locks. They changed the locks like my ex-girlfriend. He ousted officials' former offices. And those three radio stations. Late night. They were voted out because they supported a controversial battery plant linked to the Chinese government. It is the latest dramatic chapter in a story News Nation's been covering for the last year. There you go. I think that's pretty good news, don't you? I think it's pretty cool. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show.
VCR. Run through the jungle. There's just something cool and sexy about CCR. I know I said sexy. It is. It's cool. It's a Friday on the Rob Carson Show. I suppose I'll be doing some uh, some cooking this weekend. That's what I always do. I, uh, I'm going to be holding down the fort here in uh, lovely uh, Kansas side of Kansas City. I, I decided that I'm going to ask Santa Claus for one of those portable pizza ovens, those gas ones. That you can do the wood ones outside. It's just one of those little ones that could sit on a table. or Because you know what? I'm tired of just okay pizza. You know, I mean, we ordered Papa John's. It's great. The kids love Papa John's. But I, I made the mistake of um, living on the East Coast for about, 12, 13 years and uh, discovered New York pizza and then recent visits to you know, New York. I've, I've had New York pizza and uh, they're right. I mean, my God in heaven. Uh, and I've always been a Chicago pizza dude. Yes, love it, love it, love it. New York pizza is a gift from God. It just is. And, and I'm, I'm going to get a pizza oven. That's what I'm going to do. I'm tired of putting it off. It's like, eh, I got a grill, I got a smoker. It's like another gadget. Well, I think I want pizza. Pizza oven. Pizza oven. So, um, you were, you had a crime committed against you the last couple of years. You and I were censored. We lived in the former Soviet Union. We still do to some degree. The federal government was deeply, deeply involved in censoring everything. I said this. I said, when the government says what you say is misinformation or disinformation, it means they know you know the truth. And then I discovered that disinformatia was created by Joseph Stalin, 1923. Judicial Watch announced that it's uh, received 14 pages of emails between U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy. Murthy, think for live! And top Facebook executives in 2021 regarding the censorship of user posts about COVID controversies. Isn't it amazing what happens when you, when you aren't giving an alternative to uh, make you well when you're dealing with a virus that came from China and a lab that China has not been held accountable for? Uh, you know, isn't it just amazing what you can do when you have autonomy with your doctor to make decisions and you're not forced to get a vaccine? This is kind of crazy. Well, that was all planned, guys. I told you I couldn't say it because, you know, disinformation. Murthy issued confronting health misinformation, a 22-page document addressing his concerns in multiple areas. These included social media, for which it offered a number of suggestions to address misinformation, which could be true. It's just something that's opposite what the government is saying, and the government needs you to repeat what they say, even if it's wrong. Make meaningful long-term investments, including product changes, redesign recommendation algorithms to avoid amplifying misinformation, build in frictions such as suggestions and warnings, I don't know, deplatforming, content warning, you've seen that, yeah, to reduce the sharing of misinformation and make it easier for users to report misinformation. Platforms should also address misinformation in live streams, which are more difficult to moderate. That's why they get rid of people. That's why they booted people off like me. So you couldn't do a live stream. Happened on my Facebook page, my YouTube channel. Prioritize early detection of misinformation. Super spreaders and repeat offenders impose clear consequences for accounts that repeatedly violate platform policies. And what did Mark Zuckerberg do? Like a hungry little kitty, he licked up the milk 
served up by the government. It is remarkable. It is remarkable. And it didn't stop there. Every time the government shut you down, every time you tried to say something about COVID, every time you tried to say something, even about Black Lives Matter, they shut you down. You'd say, I would say Black Lives Matter is a Marxist organization. Beep, restricted. I would say the southern border is open. Beep, restricted. I would say, uh, you know, that... Um, I think of all the things that I that were that were you know I could not say. Oh, I, uh, the election! You can't say anything about the election. Couldn't say anything about Russian disinformation, even though it was it was a lie with regard to uh, uh, Donald Trump Russia collusion. That was a lie, but you couldn't say it, even though it made no sense for Donald Trump to or for Russia to want Donald Trump as the president when Hillary Clinton had been bought and paid for. All of these things, guys. And my gut told me, <laughs> and then I did research. And then I realized, and now we know, and now we know. I've got some information on the other side of this break about what the government did to us. And then the, uh, the uh, uh, Congress uh, Democrats, Senator Dick Durbin, wants to go after conservative justices on the Supreme Court. And Marsha Blackburn says, you want to play that? Okay, let me go ahead and subpoena for some stuff, including the flight logs for Jeffrey Epstein's plane. Because let's get that on the table. And then also, there was a massive Asian-run prostitution in Washington, D.C. that was enabled by the DHS. And they're not turning over the names of all the clients. And chances are, you're going to know a lot of them because they're in the government. It's that bad. It is that bad. Such a filthy scumbag hellhole. Washington, D.C. in government. Unbelievable. Details on the other side of this break. And this is The Rob Carson Show. So now we know Vivek Murthy, fake for live. The uh, Surgeon General of the United States worked with Facebook to censor real medical information. Yeah, he did. I think he should go to jail. I think Alejandro Mayorkas should go to jail for life. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Put him in uh, solitary a couple years like you did to the uh, January the 6th prisoners. Why not? Why not? Because I'm going to tell you, <laughs> people die in shark-infested waters trying to escape to a place where they can speak freely because life is cheapened or worthless when you can't express yourself. You can't say what you think. You cannot, you cannot be an authentic person. And, and I know this. It was, it was soul-crushing to me to have like this network of Facebook pages, conservative network that I was on, completely taken down on October 31st, 2018. All of the pages, 27 pages, 19 million followers, and $250,000 that the gentleman who put it together had invested in Facebook, boosting posts and reaching an audience, suddenly gone, suddenly gone, Mark Zuckerberg. My Facebook page disappeared the day after the election. No excuse, no uh, ability to, no recourse, no phone number I could call, nobody I could write. It was just gone. Just gone. This is uh, Josh Hawley talking about uh, uh, Facebook and censorship. Missouri versus Biden. Landmark First Amendment case in which two federal courts, federal district court and a federal court of appeals, have found that Facebook, among others, 
actively coordinated with the present administration to censor First Amendment protected speech, not this garbage that is not protected by anything in our Constitution, but First Amendment protected speech. Here's what gets me. What the courts found, this is in the record, this is factual findings, is that Facebook devoted all kinds of resources and people, actual human people, to doing things like monitoring posts on COVID-19 vaccine efficacy. Wow. There's one example of a parent in my home state of Missouri who wanted to post something about board meeting yeah. facebook used human moderators to go and take down that post that was important that has to come down we can't have them posting about yeah this is the same as what they used to do in the former soviet union with pieces of mail remember this is before uh, email but if you tried to send something or or out of the soviet union or into the soviet union or east germany they would black out the words that the government didn't want you to see our government did that. I want people to go to jail for this. I do. This is this is just evil. This is Mike Bins. He is a uh, frequent guest in conservative radio. He investigates all these things. He was on with Seb Gorka, Newsmax contributor, talking about what our country did to us, our sacred, sacred right to association, religion, and expression. Exactly. So you could be on the toilet at 930 at night on a Thursday and say, you know, I don't know that I trust mail-in ballots. And technically, according to the Department of Homeland Security's Cybersecurity Agency, as committing a cyber attack on U.S. critical infrastructure. Oh. That is, they declared elections to be critical infrastructure uh -huh. and misinformation on the Internet to be a cyber threat you were a cyber threat actor wow. if you were committing misinformation so, so you so they, they lumped ballots. you if you said i i think mailing ballots are a bad idea you're lumped in with you know uh, agents of the kremlin hacking into the intelligence yeah. community or jihadis who are recruiting yeah, right. jihadis online correct because they pre-declared them to be safe and secure and so anything that, quote, undermines faith or confidence yeah. in that declaration of their safety and security was a misinformation cyber attack on the critical infrastructure of the election itself. Wow, they really twisted that, didn't they? They just made up the rules that were false. And if you broke their false rules, you were silenced. It really is. It's, it's Stalinistic. Here's some more of uh, Mike Minns with... Uh, Sebastian Gorka. This is the story of the censorship of the 2020 election, the most censored democratic. Oh, no, no, that was the most secure election. You are wrong, sir. Event in human history where hundreds of millions of posts across Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. What are they trying to hide? We're all throttled or censored. So if you remember, you couldn't talk about mail in ballots. You couldn't oh, yeah. talk about election fraud. No, you may have been wondering in the back of your head how the heck in a free world, in a free country with the First Amendment, how all this this censorship was possible it turns out that it was basically coordinated between two entities in large part uh them being the this censorship sub agency within the department of homeland security called cisa cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency is what it stands for it's a long wordy way of saying censorship because they declared misinformation on the internet to be a cybersecurity attack Remember when uh, Alejandro Mayorkas appeared before Congress over a year ago and literally they had hired the disinformation bureau director and she was a uh, 
a psychotic uh, bunny boiling, uh, you know, freak. Uh, <laughs> just a bunny boiling. Like if you were if you were dating her, I don't remember what her name. You you you'd come home and you'd find a bunny in a pot on the stove, uh, you know. And she did you know songs about it and stuff. I, I'm trying to remember her name, but anyway, she, they had created an agency and not told anybody about it. It said they were going to monitor speech without any telling about it, and then they, they immediately made it go away. But it's still there. It was still there. Um, Listen to this. So the United States government, rather than they laundered speech censorship like Joe Biden launders cash. Listen to this. Now, they knew that they couldn't get away with enforcing that censorship directly. So what they did is they created an outside group out of Stanford and they set up the whole thing thinking they could. Stanford Virality Project. The federal government means to defund Stanford University. Structure it like a money laundering operation. Yeah, where you're, where let's just say you've got drug money, and you you need to conceal the illicit <laughs> wow. source of the funds, so you wash it through pizza shops or you wash it through a Cayman Islands bank. Yeah, DHS washed it through this consortium called EIP, and from there EIP bragged in their own internal document election integrity project that that their coerced policy changes <laughs> wow. on the tech platforms got twenty two million tweets. Just on Twitter alone, that's just one platform ahead of the 2020 election day labeled misinformation Weird. and throttled the scale. Weird. They had over 631 tickets, all of the narratives. Stop the steal, um, the, the Dominion, everything about ballot harvesting, ballot trafficking. They targeted James O'Keefe. They targeted Newsmax. They targeted oh, Fox what? News. Every major influencer on the Internet had the thump of the Department of Homeland Security over their head for the entirety of the 2020 election cycle, and it was all done through a censorship laundering operation that finally is getting the attention it deserves. I uh, gotta tell you, like I said, this is the worst thing I can imagine. When you have your ability to express yourself taken away from you, and you have to toe a line, a party line, about whatever that you know is wrong, and they just stand on your neck and say no, or stand on your head, whatever the hell. Don't say that. It's racist. No, it's not. It's what, that's what uh, totalitarians do. Um, Senate Judiciary Committee hearing on uh, uh, Dick Durbin, apparently, and some Democrats. They want to investigate Supreme Court ethics issues because they're going after the Supreme Court. They're going after conservative justices, right? And uh, it's, it's just the way because the Democrats, they, they can't win elections because they're awful, awful people and they work for a party that's awful. There you go. An awful lying party whose uh, policies are fraudulent. They've uh, led people to believe that they're great and they're this and they're that. When all the while they're not the party of women, they're not the party of black people, they're not the party of freedom, they're not the party of loving America. They are the party of Marxism, communism, uh, uh, crushing of free speech, uh, getting church and, and uh, shutting down churches, and getting religion out of, out of schools, getting any type of uh, religious thought out of schools. I can go on and on and on, and they've run roughshod over our country for 50 years. But Marsha Blackburn had had enough, and she said, if you're going to subpoena members of Congress with regard to conservative Supreme Court justices, then let's go. This is what you and Senator Whitehouse are choosing to focus on, is a discrediting 
of the court. Yeah, that's what they want and to do. And we know what this is about. We should be talking about. They also want to add Supreme Court justices. They also want to add, uh, you know, states to the union. Anything they can to uh, have power illegitimately. Protections for the court. I, I think that it appears that what you're doing is you're going after them because right now you don't agree yeah. with some of the decisions that are coming out of the court. So instead of letting them exercise and fulfill their jobs, yeah. what they're required to do, what are you doing? Do you're going time. after a way to delegitimize the court. Yes, and that's what they are doing. That's what they are doing. So Marsha Blackburn decided, you know, while we're on this, uh, Jeffrey Epstein had a client list a mile long, and Jeff Epstein used to have an island uh, that was populated with uh, underage women for sexual forays with uh, Jeffrey Epstein and presumably many other people. And uh, a lot of really big names went on the airplane that he owned that everybody called the Lolita Express. And if I knew it was called the Lolita Express, then I know that Bill Clinton did when he flew on it 27 times. And I don't know if you're, you're maybe a Gen Zer, but uh, Bill Clinton has a penchant for young women. He actually uh, had sex with an intern, even less than half his age, in the Oval, oral, oval, yeah, oval Office back in the 90s so you know maybe he knew exactly where that plane was going and what was on that plane so marcia blackburn says while you're subpoenaing let's just go ahead and do this and since we're in the business of issuing subpoenas now yes. here are a few more that i filed a subpoena to jeffrey epstein's estate to provide the flight logs for his private plane, huh. given the numerous allegations of human trafficking and sexual abuse surrounding Mr. Epstein, I think it is very important that we identify everybody that was on that plane and how many trips they took on that plane yeah. and the destinations to which they arrived. I've also filed a subpoena authorizing Secretary Becerra to come before this committee and explain to us how HHS and the Office of Refugee Resettlement has lost track of 85,000 children. Yeah, kind of weird, right? The uh, DOJ has shut down an Asian-run prostitution ring aimed at U.S. elites that was enabled by the Department of Homeland Security. The targeted elites included elected officials, military officers, government contractors. Uh, defendants have been charged with conspiracy to coerce and entice to travel to engage in illegal sexual activity, including uh, James Lee, Han Lee, and Jimmy or Jun Myung. Uh, the affidavit also says the Asian women use the Los Angeles airport but does not uh, state if they flew into the United States. Mayorkas has uh, forced border officials to enable the uh, growing inflow of workers who use B-1, B-2 visas for tourists and short-term business visitors to reach black market jobs in the United States. 
Mayorga's department may have also hid, uh, helped hide the airport's uh, terminals by minimizing the enforcement of laws against illegal immigration. For example, he has reduced enforcement of the laws against foreigners who overstay their short-term visas like they did those 9-11 uh, hijackers uh, and has uh, said uh, he will not pursue illegal migrants who have not been convicted of felonies. Mayorkas handoff policy, hands off, policy had encouraged massive levels of sex trafficking as millions of poor illegal migrants flood into American communities. It's kind of funny that's happening, right? Yeah, it is happening in, uh, in places like New York City where they have a Venezuelan red light district that kids in school have to walk by every day. During school hours, they're out. All the prostitution is taking up every single block. They will be out with their pimps, and they don't care. Jaylene Lugo is 14 years old and taking the number seven train home from high school for the first time. With a Kirby doll on her book bag, her walk on Roosevelt Avenue is a jolt out of childhood innocence. I've seen teenage boys go, go up to the prostitutes. In one busy spot on wow. 90th Street, men are led downstairs to a brothel on a regular basis. This is turning into a red light district in Bangkok. There you go. Yeah, it's disgusting, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Jessica Vaughn, the policy director of the Center of Immigration Studies. Uh, it's a lot, frankly, hear no evil, see no evil. There must not be any really deliberately kind of looking the other way that is happening. So uh, the uh, uh, Justice Department's affidavit suggests the federal government is worried about harm to itself via potential sexual blackmail of elites. Elites. You know, what was it, uh, what was it Obi-Wan Kenobi said about that, uh, that town? The, uh, you'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. That's Washington, D.C. That's why we need a uh, peaceful revolution. It's got to happen. Let's take a break and come back. Some fun stuff to wrap up with the show. On the other side of this, this is The Rob Carson Show. You know what, guys? It's being rumored that uh, Mitt Romney... Uh, may have uh, may be retired, and Joe Manchin may have retired so they can join together on a on a presidential ticket. This is this is the only ticket, the only bigger waste of time than uh, than uh, uh, Chris Christie's candidacy for president. It's really stupid. But uh, Jim Gossett put this together for us, by the way. My name is Mitt Romney. My Senate career a catastrophe. Joe Manchin, he's the guy for me. What a great team we will be. Willy Wonka! Cause we've got a losing ticket. Yay! A couple of losers ticket. Don't have a chance. Manchin knew he couldn't win in West Virginia, not again. So with Mitt, he's throwing in a pair of liberal men. Cause we got a losing ticket. A stick of fork in his ticket. Mitt and Joe. Hey, yo! We were, uh... We we're thinking about this that, uh... Uh, let's see. Um, I think that if we're gonna recast... Uh, Willy Wonka, that uh, Jerry Nadler could be an Oompa Loompa. Uh, Chris Christie could be Augustus Gluck. 
I'm thinking Jin Saki as uh, Veruca Salt. Uh, let's see. Uh, Schumer as Slugworth. Schumer as Slugworth. And uh, the Chocolate River is in Joe's pants. Who said that? I didn't say that. I did not say that. That is just not even right. I'm not going to. Okay, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> okay, I have the sense of humor of a, of a 14-year-old boy. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, 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 Jim Comer is subpoenaing, subpoenaing uh, four more 100 Biden associates, including somebody who bought some art. L.A. real estate investor Liz Hirsch, Naftali, bought uh, Hunter Biden art, and she bought uh, a bunch of pictures for $1.3 million. Now, this is something that nobody else is saying on the air. Uh, the Chinese art of elegant bribery is called Yahui, and I talked about this. And what it is, and, and oddly enough, yeah, they got it from China. Uh, it is a system whereby uh, cultural products and artifacts antiques, rare plants, paintings, calligraphy, uh, as a medium for crime. So they'll give you the art, and then somebody in the government will buy the art from you. You'll pocket the money because it's your art and use the money for whatever you want. So that's what it looks like. In fact, I'll just go ahead and say it. That's what Hunter Biden's been doing. His art is crap. Everybody knows it's crap. But suddenly, uh, places like, I don't know, there's some magazines and stuff did a thing on Hunter Biden's art. His art is crap. Nobody would buy the crap. And, and there are a lot of starving artists who wouldn't get anything from their art that's a lot better. But Hunter Biden's selling it, and it's a, launder, launder, a munder, money laundering operation. That's what it is, guys. And China imported it to the United States because Joe Biden has been in China's pants and vice versa for a very long time. Isn't that interesting? Just remember that. Elegant bribery. That's what they're doing. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show, guys. Have a glorious weekend. And to my Jewish brothers and sisters, a blessed Shabbat. I will see you Monday. In the meantime, God bless you. God bless America and Israel, the unborn. And until Monday, do not catch the stupid. I'll see you then.